Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hi, everyone. How was your, for those who celebrate, how was your Thanksgiving? AKA the slaughtering of all the native people. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we were taught Thanksgiving was like this cute dinner with the pilgrims and the, and the native Americans, like in my, in our heads. That's what that's. I remember many visual aids depicting that, but that's not what it was. No, no, not at all. Mine was good. I had quite the hangover from it, not alcohol, food. And then there's this weird thing that happens to me when I've started, like once I've started eating super bad, I just keep eating really bad. Like even if my stomach hurts, I like, I'm like a garbage can anyway, might as well just keep loading it up. Anyway. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Katie. So I've been having issues with my microphone today. When I recorded with Pia earlier, I was having issues with it shutting off and on. So if at any point my mic goes out and you have no audio, please comment because I've got a new mic on the way. It just won't get here till tomorrow. So, I mean, this is a very cheap microphone. A lot of people have been asking me lately what microphone I use. This is the CAD audio. It was really cheap and they're actually, they're not even making it anymore. I bought one last year and they're just out. Um, but it's a great little mic for what it is. It's like, I think it's like 15 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. Um, but now I'm seeing that it's not necessarily worth the money because it's not working. Okay. Hi, MJ. Okay. So shall we, shall we get into this? I wanted to actually do, um, hi Callie. I wanted to get into, um, Last week, remember we talked about the potential Garcelle, Kenya. We were we we decided it wasn't true. We were we decided that article was probably not true. That there was beef due to Kenya's best friend slash publicist being with her ex husband. But then you see someone. I think it was on the Patreon. Maybe my I, they said they reminded me that Garcelle's 
first season. No, no, I'm sorry. It was the start of the second season when she confronted Kyle for saying she didn't pay that charity thing. Kenya tweeted that Garcelle pulled the race card. And that was a weird, like that felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, But I talked about this on my Patreon earlier this week, and we kind of decided that Kenya was kissing ass to Kyle. Maybe not. But honestly, still, that's a pretty big thing to say. That's a pretty big thing to say. So I'm only pointing that out because maybe there is some truth to it. Neither Neither have come forward to deny outwardly that there's any issues. So I hate it, but... That was really shitty that Kenya did that. Like when so when they reminded me of that, I was like, "Yeah, that was fucked up. How dare she?" I'm supposed to that's that's just not cool at all. Let me go back here real quick. I want to say hi to people. Hi, Marion. Evelyn. Hi, Chris. Okay, so now let's get into something that's not as heavy, but I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know how much time I'm gonna fill today with my with my gossip because then we can go to a Q and A if we want to. Um, but I just, this just popped up today and I, Tiffany Haddish, her DUI, but it's not her first DUI early. It was either this year or last year. I think last year she got another DUI in Atlanta cause she was filming something there. And she, I had someone, the, <laughs> my, I had a follower DM me that it was actually her friend's house. Tiffany Haddish went like fellas like went to enter the her friend's backyard and fell asleep and got a DUI that was last year this one which was yesterday because today is Saturday November 25th this was uh yesterday at like 5 30 6 30 in the morning so she you know had her Thanksgiving Thursday and then she fell asleep at the wheel engine running Engine running, and uh, yeah, someone obvious in, in the middle of Beverly Boulevard. Someone, someone called the police, and there was like, oh, "There's a car just stopped." Engine running. Oof, oof! I tell you right now, that is not good. That is uh, very bad. But then she went and did her show later that night at wherever she was set to perform, which. TMZ and some other people are like applauding, like, well, she, you know, technically there's no reason for her not to. Most likely she's, um, she was able to lean into it. It's a comedy club. So most likely she was able to talk about it. Uh, and then she did not drive home that night. Did I see her rant? Marion, which rant? Recent? Since it happened or a, a separate thing? Um, those videos are kind of funny, except for, you know, the implication. Wait, what videos? What did I say? What were we talking about? I already forgot. So this, is, this, this isn't great. I'm already off to a horrible start. The memory is already not memorying. Um, but yeah, like Tiffany, I think, needs to probably not drink, you know, because she could like she's lucky she's not dead. Those are those are those are bad. those are really bad DUIs. She could have hit someone. She could have killed someone. You know what I mean? Like, not good. Hi, Nisha. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Amit. Oh, my God. This is so fun. My hair did come out really good today. You know, even I can admit it. Like, I don't, I do nothing different. I pretty much do the same blow dry thing. I have like that brush that's also the blow dryer. I do that. And some days it comes out really well. 
today the weather is just right because you know my hair is really curly like very curly so to keep it straight it's not so easy but anyway let's i want to go into the diddy lawsuits because first the jamie fox lawsuit happened um and a lot of people were saying that they really they don't believe it like they're like no i don't i don't think that's true and one of my amazing followers susan shout out she said um that he was outspoken against diddy and then remember how jamie fox got like mysteriously sick and so there's it's just like because like so many people in Diddy's life, they, they're a, a big expo, a big documentary expose is about to come out on Diddy. You know that's coming, right? His reach is so many people around him die over the year. Like what the fuck? That's so. Um, but the I'm gonna go into the I'll, I'm gonna I will tell honestly what happens in what is the allegation against uh, Jamie Foxx because I don't want to. I don't want to just say, oh, it's just Diddy because that's a little ridiculous to just assume it. But the possibility, I just wanted to throw that out there that I thought, you know what, that is um, that is it. So Jamie Foxx, this allegedly occurred in 2015 at Guess Where, Bravo fans, New York City's Catch NYC and Roof. <laughs> catch cannot catch a catch a break. No pun intended. I didn't intend for that. But they, first they got that bad rap from Bryn and Cy about how it's just for like tourists and shit. Um, and then then this happened. Damn it, catch. Damn it. Um, but this is the expiration of that adult survivors act, which had opened up a one year window for those of the for those who had uh, the statute of limitations had run out. So people were getting in the in uh, right under the wire. Um, I am also aware of the allegations, the lawsuit against BH's new cast member, um, Anne-Marie, her husband, what's his name, Mark Wiley, I think. Uh, they have addressed it by just posting that they're on vacation and, you know, this is just a lie and whatever, but they have not really formally addressed it. But that one is from 1995. And I'm sure there are going to be so many people saying, well, it's th so many years later, but in that lawsuit, it is alleged that she went to the university at the time that she was in to try to get them to um, to do something, and they didn't, which happens so often. If you haven't seen the movie uh, The Hunting Ground, watch it. It's about specifically sexual assaults that occur on college campuses because so many women have those that formative year where you, you're – out of the house for the first time in college and you get assaulted because we're just not educated properly on how to protect ourselves. And men aren't being, boys aren't being taught how much responsibility is on them. You know, go, I immediately go to victim blaming. Like we should be more prepared. That is just the world we live in, but also the boys should be getting a whole lot of lessons and also stopping anything that they think is wrong, all that kind of shit. So, um, Anyway, so in this, it's alleging that he, they were kind of like flirting and then he dragged her up into an area that wasn't, that was more secluded and started basically feeling her up. And then she saw that one of the security guards was aware of what was, saw what was happening, but then went like walked away and left her there. Um, he 
there was there was penetration of the digitals, the the fingers in places. Uh, and then that's when the woman's friend walked over looking for her, at which point Fox stopped touching her and walked toward the security guard. The incident left the plaintiff injured, sick, sore, lame, and disabled, the complaint states, adding that she had to seek medical treatment and was unable to get back to her daily life amid a period of great conscious pain and suffering that continues to, that continues to this day. So that's what this, that's what this lawsuit against Jamie Foxx alleges. However, I want to read an article about Jamie Foxx and what he had to say about um, Diddy. The article is from Marka.com. And it's Jamie Foxx talked about Puffy Combs and all his all men secret parties rumor in leaked video. That's a horribly written headline. Um, you know what's really fucking crazy, you guys, is I like I thought this whole all guys parties and stuff that Diddy through. I thought like everyone knew this. So for at least the last year, I have been posting like, cause some, you know, something will come up about Diddy and I'm like, why is this man pretending like he's even interested in women? And like, I've been posting that thinking everybody fucking knew already, like everybody knew, but no one else knew this was some genuine, like top secret Intel that I had because I was just in the dancer community. But I will say, because clearly I got some good intel. Jamie Foxx was in Dream Girls, and I had a couple dancer friends who said that he was such a dick. They didn't say he did, like, nothing, nothing other than him just not being that great to work with. Like, no eye contact, just rude. Um, and I've heard that from a couple other people, but then he got sick, and I wonder if maybe he's, like, a different person. I wonder if after he was mysteriously ill, he's become a different person. Hold on. I want to look at the chat. Hold on. Uh, yes, the that the um, Survivors Act. I, I could have swore it ended like that was the last day yesterday, but I may be wrong. But yeah, they don't have a lot of time left. It's almost the window is almost closed. They should totally get rid of the statute of limitations when it comes to that. It's been proven time and time again, especially when it's a child uh, or it's just it's a sexual assault of any kind. It takes a long time to like come to terms with it and figure out if you even want to talk about it. So I agree. It was different in the 90s and early 2010s. Yeah. They should at least drop statute of limitations. Yes, on violent crimes. Yeah, I read that they made him take classes from home for a couple months, and then he was back on campus like nothing happened, and the girl had to see him all over the campus. And this is about um, Anne Marie's husband on the new Beverly Hills housewife. She, um, yeah, no, I saw that too. I'm like I said, the hunting ground. If you have an interest in this topic, like sexual assaults on campus, watch the hunting ground. I think it's on Netflix, but I can't remember if I pay for it. I can't remember. But oh my God, it is eye-opening the cover-ups that these universities do because it's basically just bad it's bad press. It's like, and so part of the these women that these survivors that create that that this documentary is about and how they've found a way to like fight against the system. They have all these horrible stories about going to administ going to the administration and getting just treated like shit. Like it was their fault. Lots of like, what were you wearing? Victim blame you kind of shit. You know what I mean? Fuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, stay far away from Diddy, no matter how good he dances. <laughs> 
Can you imagine if there was a statute of limitations on murder? Can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? Jaguar Wright has been exposing Diddy for years. People should watch all her old interviews about him. You're the third person uh, this week that mentioned that name and that I need to go look into it. I should have done that before I hopped on here. I just didn't have time because I was editing Beverly Hills, but I'm, I've been told that. Um, are you and Pia going to recap BH? Yes, it's, I, it, it just finished exporting as I hopped onto this. We recorded, um, we recorded today. And, um, so yeah, I just need to upload it and it takes a couple, it takes a little time, but yeah, I just need to upload it. The hunting ground is disturbing and important. Absolutely. Hello, Penn State. Yeah, like a lot of these colleges. Okay, let me read, though, this article. Twitter user suggests a weird theory regarding Usher and Puff Daddy. A TikTok video was released that featured interviews of rappers and singers speaking about Puff Daddy's crazy and reported all-men parties in different interviews and questions about the rapper's heterosexuality. The video opens with Jamie Foxx being interviewed and speaking about Sean Puffy Combs' secret parties that supposedly featured young men. Rappers, oh wait, did I skip part? No. Rappers like 50 Cent made, and 50 Cent is also out. 50 Cent don't give a fuck. 50 Cent's like, I'm not afraid of literally any rich person, okay? I'm rich too. Try me. Like I really, I'm going to say what I want to say, which is awesome. Rappers like 50 Cent made fun of Puffy regarding the types of parties he'd make where there were all men and supposedly even younger men, and that's what I had heard, as it happened with Usher when he went to, quote, flavor camp. The video also has an interview when Howard Stern and co-host Robin Quivers interview the R&B singer Usher about his beginnings in New York City when he went and lived with Puff Daddy when he was a teenager and addressed the parties and celebrations that they had at the so-called flavor camp. Without being too specific, Usher spoke about how he got to know the lifestyle, quote, but did not know if he would participate and indulge since it was pretty wild. Later in the video, it was suggested, suggested that Sean Puffy Combs and Usher used to share a bed when Usher was just 10 years old and they would wrestle for Frosted Flakes. Although the video is edited, the feature, oh, that's about the thing. So, you know, <laughs> like, Diddy is known for coming after people. Like, now that this is coming out, oh, my God, it's like surviving Diddy. It is like surviving fucking Diddy. Gross. Okay, let me see. So I reported my rape the night. Oh my God, trigger warning, obviously, to everyone. I'm so sorry, Callie. And the police didn't arrest him for 14 months? Oh my God. Having to go against a rich and famous person would be insane. That's, Callie, that's horrifying. I'm so, so sorry. Um, I've seen Jaguar Wright and a bunch of stuff she says on TikTok. She does go in for sure. Okay, good. I'm going to, I'll be... Is it? Should I be checking TikTok for Jaguar Wright? Is that where I should be looking, or is it just like stuff that that's coming up for you? Because now our algorithm is filled with it. Oh, I'm so sorry, Callie. I'm so so sorry. It's a really tough. T okay, yes, TikTok. Thank you. Okay, that is awful. Okay, well, to more awful news. Sean Combs, as we know, last week we talked about it. 
settled, settled so quickly. Cassie's like, give me the money. I want this to be over. It's now been exposed. She probably knew some of this was about to cut some of these other lawsuits. She's there's probably so many other people who talk behind the scenes only to each other about the shit that Diddy's done to them. So she probably knew that this was coming down the pike because a third accuser. Okay. Rolling stone. You gave it to me just a second ago. Asshole. Damn it. A third accuser has come forward. So right after Cassie was a second woman. The second woman said that, um, where did that one take place? Hold on. Is it here? A lady claimed because then the third one came not too long ago, but this the sexual assault allegedly occurred in 1991. That is, oh my God. I was, is that, how many years ago is that? I'm scared. <laughs> was that 30? It's 29 years ago. I hate, I hate doing this math. 32 years ago. God, getting older is so weird. So, so fucking weird. So 1991, the, the third, uh, the third victim allegedly has come out and is suing him. So I'm going to read this is from the news.com because it says the, the headline of it is Sean Diddy Combs joins sexual lawsuit list with Jamie Foxx and Axl Rose. I, I am not I, like the music industry. I can only imagine the rock stars with the groupies and the, oh my God, the assaults. Oh my God. I can only imagine. Okay. So Sean Diddy Combs faces sexual assault allegations again. A lady claims the rapper drugged and sexually abused her in 1991. She is suing him for it. She claims the attack happened during a date with Diddy. Another lawsuit alleging sexual assault against Mr. Combs was recently uh, filed by Cassie Ventura. Of course, the representative, Diddy's representative, is is labeling all of these as made up and not credible. Of course he is, calling him a money grab. That is what we were really trained. Like when I was growing up, I remember that was the mentality we had. The first thought you had when someone was coming out with an allegation against someone big, like a famous person or an athlete, was they're just trying to get money. Because rich Men control the media. And that was so planted in our brains that I was actually, this was not too long ago. It was right before the pandemic hit. So like end of 2019, I was, I was managing, I was reopening a restaurant, like revamping a restaurant. And I had an AGM who was a guy. His, and I, I, it was just weird how trained he was to say this. Um, Someone had come out with an allegation against I can't fucking remember who it was. It was a, it was a big, um, it was a big, uh, fucking basketball player. I can't remember who now. And the first thing he said without missing a beat was, well, it sounds like she's just trying to get some money. And I, I said, you know, what's crazy, Josh is you don't even realize what you just said. Like you're just reciting bullshit that you've heard our whole lives. But what, do you know how much easier it is to get money in other ways rather than to go through the, the trauma of a trial about your sexual assault because they're going to be questioning you on the, the defense is going to be the defense is going to be questioning you and everything you were doing and saying and probably bring up nasty shit from your past. It is not, it's like when um, Christine Blasey Ford, people were like, oh, she's just doing this for attention, for fame. Like, what? this is the worst possible way to get it. 
She's gone now. Has anyone even seen her? She's like, she's what does she do? It's not like she's doing TV shows. It's not like she's on some sort of, you know, VH1 weird reality show or anything like that. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? So anyway, uh, okay. So Joy Dickerson Neal, the plaintiff, claims in the lawsuit that she was acquainted with Mr. Combs through mutual friends. She reluctantly agreed to see Mr. Combs on January 3rd, 1991 at the Harlem restaurant where she was employed. And he pushed her to keep him company as he attended to a few things in the city. Ugh, gross. Resulting in her being in a physical state where, wait, hold on, sorry. Resulting in her being in a physical state where she could not independently stand or walk. Oh, she that's what she's saying. She's being drugged. This is a horribly written article. I really should have found a better one. God. Uh, according to the lawsuit, they later drove her to her residence where he was residing and sexually abused her. She claims she found out later that he had secretly recorded what transpired and showed it to several other individuals. The reason I'm going into details on that is because it's basically what Cassie said was happening to her. So in no way do I doubt that this is real. Right? I mean, God, what a piece of shit. What an absolute piece of shit. So that will be the third one. Cassie, the second one. What was the second one here? I can find it right now. I had TMZ pulled up because I am prepared for this. Let me look at the chat real quick, though. Oh, <laughs> Catherine, my God. One of the comments is, Emily, your microphone is very annoying. I don't enjoy you live. You breathe too hard into the microphone. Maybe being on your bed is not a good thing. Love you, but I just can't. Anyone want to reply to Catherine? That was fucking rude, Catherine. You don't need to come up and write a comment like that. That was like, I'm live. What do you want me to do with this? God. And I already said that my microphone, I have a new microphone that I'm coming on, that I'm getting. Oh, God. Hi, Jasmine. Um, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. I'm 50 and graduated high school in 91. Girl, preach. Okay. I wanted it to be, you know what? That might've been Kobe, Leslie. It might've been Kobe that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, we have evolved since the Me Too movement, but we still have so far to go a hundred percent um thank you guys for coming to my defense because that was fucking rude against Catherine. <laughs> that was so rude um i don't even know what to say it's because it's not i'm not mastering the audio there's no like i i always go through and there's a mastering of the audio that occurs when i'm done so i hope Catherine never comes back here Catherine, you're not ever invited to a live again. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the support. Anyway, um, also on this note, I was going to look up the second person um, that was suing Diddy, but let me actually talk about that. Diddy's head of security, the ex-head of security, is speaking out. Um, the guy who used to head up his security, who was named Roger Bonds, he was actually named in the lawsuit, um, he says, he posts on his stories, 
This is not meant to be threats or snitching or anything like that against Cassie or Diddy or anyone else. This is me telling my truth as I truly remember it for two reasons only. First, because I have four daughters. So on all dudes, my truth is my truth as I seen it, saw it and was involved with it for years. His accompanying caption to this post, which includes lots of shots with he posts a bunch of pictures of him and Cassie reads, I'm willing to tell my truth because for so many years I was quiet. Nothing matters now but family. Now, as far as what Bonds is actually referring to here, I'm assuming it's got to do with what is alleged in the lawsuit. Um, like how she witnessed him. She witnessed him beating her after she was like talking to another manager at a club or something. And so um, I don't know if he plans on saying more. I don't know if he's saying he's open um to to doing an interview but once this starts once the security guys start once they come woo woo I'll tell you right now I will tell you that is this we're getting we're getting a surviving ditty we are and it's going to be so sick because we've only scratched the freaking surface of this okay all right let's see you guys are so great. Thank you so much. Call me naive. I can take it, LOL. But I was shocked when I heard about Diddy. Wow, what a creep. You know what? That's like, we've, you may have, you may have missed this. But most people didn't know about him. Most people didn't know that he was a freak. He did a very good job of hiding it. Isn't it wild that JLo dated him? When is her tell all about that period of time? I bet she will never. She will never say a word because remember she had to go to court for that man because there was a whole shooting that she was present for and she had to go to court. I remember that she was wearing an all camel outfit, all nude tones. She looked amazing, hair in a low bun. She looked fantastic, but like she, you know, because she, I remember what were those shows like behind the music or making of or whatever. You know those amazing shows they used to do when we were younger. There was one on J Lo and it was when she was with Diddy and she was on set. She was on location filming something and he came to set he came to the set and when he was looking he was looking through the sides for the day which is like the which is what you get in case for those who don't know sides are like that day here's just the script that you need to know these are my sides and there was going to be like a kissing scene or something and diddy was like i don't like this and i was like wait a freaking it was it was very controlling very controlling and she had to kind of like I don't know. And not too long after that was the shooting thing. And then they ended up breaking up because she's like, yeah, I'm not fucking around with this. So let me tell you. I wasn't shocked. I heard a lot of these rumors before. I think it's understandable. A lot of celebs fool us with the imaginary, with the image they curate. Exactly. Thank you, Taylor. Don't you worry, microphone. Um, JLo was with Diddy when she wore her famous green dress. Yes, she was. God, that was a time. That was a time. JLo hauled ass away from him. That is for sure. We knew Diddy was trashed for years, stealing Ashanti's songs and giving them to JLo and leaving Ashanti's vocals on them in the background. Oh, allegedly. Oh, ew. I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised. Yeah, how he treats his talent is something that we need to be. It's all coming together and catching up to. I'm so excited. I'm just ready. I'm so ready. JLo does date the worst guys. JLo does date the worst guys. Um, what? Who's? <laughs> what's happening? 
I think it just sees my thumb. And it, I don't, that is just silly. Controlling equals fear. Exactly. I'm learning so much during this comment section. <laughs> That's what we're here for in this chat. We're here to educate each other. Okay. Um, but wait, what's the second one? I want to find that second one. Well, to now, I see you with Kifa. I don't care about Kifa. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane, and I'm so excited because I need to update my winter wardrobe desperately. I also can't wait to be able to wear my Jenny Kane long duster that I bought last year. Jenny Kane is so California girl through and through. Their staples just make it easier to get dressed. You want to think minimalist, effortless, but totally refined, you know? They have really luxurious cashmere sweaters, really iconic accessories, but they have the best elevated basics. Oh my God, and their home essentials are to die for. Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best holiday season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code SHESPEAKS to get 15% off. Anything you buy at Jenny Kane is a smart investment. Everything is timeless. It's so well made. It's like smart dressing. You know what I mean? It's the, oh, this old thing, but like, oh, give it to me. I want it. Whenever I wear my Jenny Kane sweater, people are like, and the shoes. I got some great sandals too. In any season, but especially this season, their sweaters are the it item. Lately, I'm obsessed with the Flynn cashmere sweater. It's the perfect wear with anything v-neck. And that cashmere half sip. Ooh, it's such a good everyday staple. They are back in must-have shades. And you can bet I'm adding both to my cart. ASAP. And also holiday gifting. Ooh, there is no better stocking stuffer than one or more of Jenny Kane's cashmere accessories from beanies and gloves to the coziest socks. Everything is so luxe and everyone will love it. I know I keep harping on it, but they do cashmere better than anyone. The cashmere fisherman, the cashmere cocoon cardigan. They are bestsellers in every season, but it's always the best when it's fall and winter because you got to really st- the sweat of weather. You know, everything in the collections are designed with such intention. You can style pieces together without a second thought. I love to pair a Jenny Kane sweater with everything from classic denim to a simple dress. It's just a look that's effortless and put together. You're look, you're looking put together, they tell me. And they're shoes. I just got the sandals. They're quality shoes, style that's just easy with anything. The Brooklyn Lug Boot is a cold weather classic, and the Leather Lug Mule is my new favorite. It just adds like an elevated edge to an everyday look, you know? And when I tell you they have the best home essentials, timeless furniture pieces, cozy throws, just perfectly curated decor, and the most incredible candles. I have one in every room. And they have a rewards program. You can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code SHESPEAKS at JennyKane.com. 
That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use code SHESPEAKS. Let getting dressed be one last thing you got to worry about. I will be a fun little with your boyfriend. I don't care about Keeper. I pie. You're both hot. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Is being accused and drugging and assaulting a woman on camera more than three decades ago, according to a new lawsuit. Okay, that's this one. Here, let me, that was the second one. You know, it's bad when I can't keep track of the lawsuits. When I can't, okay, when I can't keep track of it, I'll tell you that much right now. This is the third one. This is the one that involved his Aaron Hall. That's right. I thought that didn't make sense. I told you guys that article I was reading was terrible. So the one I read earlier about the um, drugging and in the apartment and stuff, that was the second woman. Because uh, I was going to say in the third one, it's a Jane Doe. She's not, she doesn't come forward with her name. But the singer-songwriter Aaron Hall, they allegedly took turns raping her. The lawsuit alleges that the woman and her friend met Diddy at a record event and Diddy and Hall began flirting with them, buying them drinks during the evening. The woman claims Diddy and Hall took the woman to Hall's apartment where she was offered more alcohol and then coerced into having sex with Diddy. She says she was traumatized and then she lay and then as she lay in the bed, Hall allegedly came in, pinned her down and raped her. She says her friend was also raped by both men. Then she says, A few days later, Combs went to the woman's home and became enraged. He was irate and began assaulting and choking Jane Doe to the point that she passed out. Combs was searching for Jane Doe's friend because he was worried that she would tell the girl he was with at the time when he and Hall, what he and Hall had done with them. The New York lawsuit was first reported by Rolling Stone. Okay. And then the rest of it's there. So just all of it is sounding pretty fucking logical. And I also... We again alleged, I know, but the fact that she names someone else in it, the fact that she names Aaron Hall in it, I'm I'm hoping the whole network of awful men gets taken down. You know, I'm hoping all of them do. Honestly. Okay, wait. Let me see what I got. You guys are so much. I love you guys. Yes, he's alive. Okay. What are we talking about? What are we talking about in here? You guys are so funny. Ben isn't looking too happy nowadays. <laughs> he never looked happy, honestly. He's also a grumpy fucking guy, and he's been a grumpy guy forever. When he was with Jen Garner, I know they looked, well, they kind of look like brother and sister, to be honest, but like she's so kind. He's not. He's not a good guy. By the way, if you've never seen it, it's worth looking up. Uh, when when Jennifer Garner took him to rehab and they and and they stopped at like a fast food place and they're all taking pictures and he's like in the back of the car being like you know what and you can't hear what he's really saying but she's just like please let us just order this food and go away please you know what I mean uh, he's always just been a grumpy asshole I met him at like the height of his career I was fourteen or fifteen fifteen fifteen. And um, it was at the American Pie premiere. His brother Casey was in the movie. He obviously was paid to be there. And because of the nature of American Pie, there were like kind of like porn stars there, probably sent from their agency or something. And he was just getting hit on all night. And then 
like me and my friend Tyne, miss her. She was so fun. We were like, we looked like little kids. And so we had been trying to find him. We'd been going around. It was at the Hard Rock Cafe in, at Universal City Walk. And every time we were upstairs, he was downstairs. And then we finally see him. Tyne goes, oh my God, it's Ben Affleck. And he went, yeah. And just turned around. And I was like, oh, okay. Crush over. We're broken up. Yeah, he didn't care about that. Uh, but no, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck him. He's always miserable. That back tattoo. That back tattoo. Because what's so weird about that tattoo is it took forever. Like you set, you you laid there for forever. You may have even had to do more than one session. Okay? Ugh, it was so intentional. Like shame on that. That tattoo artist never claims it. You know that tattoo artist that did Ben's tattoo is like, I don't know what you're talking about. We signed an NDA and it was actually for my benefit. Okay. I just gave him what he wanted. Uh, that's a name, right? Calling out Aaron Hall is too specific. Mm-hmm. That's a name pulled from the back of the basement. Uh-huh. Exactly. I hate when you meet a celeb and you ruin the idea you have of them. Yep. Yep. Trust me. Trust me. I know. And when they're being paid to be there, they should be nicer. You know what I mean? Like when some people had, oh, here's some BravoCon tea that I don't think, I keep forgetting to tell this story and I'll tell it right now. When I was at BravoCon, I was waiting in line to get a drink at the bar thing. And there was, there were two people behind me and I just happened to turn around right as this woman was like, fuck her. And you know, it's like, no, no, we're, we're among friends. So of course I'm like, to this stranger, I'm like, who, what? I can tell there's tea. She goes, fuck Shannon. And so Shannon had been doing like a meet and greedy thing. You know, they kept setting them up everywhere. They were literally like, like Disney rides that you had to sign up for and get, and just to take a photo with. And Shannon had, I guess, been being escorted out um, because they were hurting them. Like if they needed to get them to the next thing, they were hurting them. And she, this woman had tried to stop her just to say hi. And Shannon just, I guess, didn't even look at her or anything. I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, yeah, I could see that. But she, this woman was offended because she was a Shannon fan. That always happens. She's like, I love Shannon. How could she do that to me? I'm like, what? Sounds about right to me. You know, that's about right. Did you see where Tamara was hanging out with Jesus Jugs? Yeah, dude. I hope they get Alexis back on the show because she's got a good story to tell now. She really does. She has a great story to tell. Why would you act like that at a literal fan event? That's the part that I was like, ooh, this is uh, not the best. Not the best look. Also, yes, heard about Kyle and Dorit. I heard about Kyle and Dorit being rude to fellow, like, Bravo lebs, which is almost worse, you know? When you when you when I upload the uh, Beverly Hills recap, you'll see that I I try to give some grace to Dorit. I'm like maybe that's because her whole like PTSD with large crowds and stuff. I'm like maybe that's why she was coming off weird at BravoCon. Pia didn't want to give that to her though. Pia was like, no, I don't think so. Not even happening. Didn't Shep get wasted and belligerent at a casino and get escorted out at BravoCon? Sure did. I don't remember where, if I talked about it on here, or maybe that was on someone else's. Um, but yeah, dude, it was uh, Paige who's works on uh, Jeff Lewis's, like the Jeff Lewis camp. She was gambling and drunk ass Shep pops up and is like ordering fireball shots, 
so many shots that they're cutting him off. Then the the uh, dealer kept being kept telling Shep how to bet properly, like the proper etiquette at the table, and would be like, "Okay, stack your chips." And Shep would be like, "You stack my fucking chips." So they kicked him out. I don't know what day or what night that was, but Shep, you're still acting like this. What is wrong with? Oh my god, gross! Like and like I said, guys, I saw him at BravoCon. I don't get the appeal. Not not in person. No, he just looks like an ashy kind of set, like a guy who's just who smokes cigarettes and. But he was, and he was wearing that dumb, like hunting looking outfit with like a vest. It was all tan colors, khaki colors. Like he was going to go fishing or hunting or something, bro. You know. Okay. Alexia from Miami indirectly called out Kyle and Doree. Yeah, I like the way Alexia did it too because she's like, "Who's the entire cast?" She's like, "No, not Garcelle, not Sutton, not Crystal, not Erica." Okay, so Kyle and Dree, got it. Um, okay, like drain from alcohol. I don't get the appeal of any of the Southern Charm boys. Yeah. No, honestly, when you see Craig, I and this, you guys know, I don't really want to admit this ever, but when you see Craig in real life, somehow he is he is kind of a, a star. Like he he glows, he glistens, he's that that smile. I'm like, oh. Because all this time, like, Andy always get. Remember in the early years, Andy would gag over Craig, gag over him. But, like, I get it now. When person, it's a thing. It's annoying. Yeah, Shep should look at his alcohol abuse. That's for sure. Okay. I don't like Kyle anymore. I mean, how can you go off on both your sisters years apart? Yeah. Okay. Peace. Hey, Ricky. My friend lived in Charleston and he would always hit on her and her friend. She always said he was gross with the with giant veneers. Those are veneers, right? He him and his teeth. And he's I think he's had those teeth for so much for so long now that I don't register them. Hmm. I think Paige has helped Craig. Yeah. I agree. It's hard not to admit, but Craig is it's really annoying. It's really annoying. He's just, he's cleaned up real good and he's tall, but he's like, he comes off so warm. Like there's something very warm about Craig, which is not an adjective I was expecting to use to define him, but like he's, he's got this, he's got that Southern charm. I didn't even, I was going to say it. And then I realized what I was saying. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not even meaning to be this cheesy. Okay. But that's good. (laughs) Um, is there anything else you guys want me to address? Because I'm I'm already through my list. It's kind of been a slow news week, uh, and I'm not even touching the multiple people who've been banned, fired, whatever from Hollywood due to saying anything pro Palestinian. I don't want to touch that too much, but I hope you can understand by my tone how I feel about it. And that's all I'm going to do because it's too uh, it's too much. I got to and I got to enjoy the fact that I cover light stuff sometimes. I don't like how Kyle treats Sutton, how she would treat Kim. You know, Pia compared it to the Kim Kim treatment. Catherine from Southern Charm and her father abuse. That's right. I talked about this on the Patreon, but I forgot to bring it up here. So I'm really hesitant to believe. I don't if if it, let me give you guys some backstory if you don't know this already. Um, all about all about the tea. 
Facebook.com posted a story alleging that Catherine's family is trying to get Catherine away from her father because he is sick and she is draining him of money and uh, being abusive and emotionally abusive, etc. The thing that I that 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 is to note about that particular website is they've almost never posted anything bad about Thomas Ravenel but have posted a bunch of stuff about Catherine. Now I am not trying to say that Catherine is a saint because I actually did get, and I'm not going to say it here because I already said too much on the Patreon. They asked me to keep it confidential, but I had someone message me and say that Catherine was mean to her friend um, and harassed and said all sorts of fucked up stuff to her. And I've actually heard this from multiple people uh, throughout the years about Catherine. However, if you're not going to, if you're not going to say anything bad about Thomas on the same publication that you're talking about, Catherine, then I'm questioning it because Thomas is disgusting. Thomas has truly gotten away with sexual assault at least once, at least once. So Thomas is no fucking saint. And the way Thomas vilified Catherine, who was like 30 years younger than him almost, and made her do all these drug tests and things when he was, remember he was in prison for Coke. So he's just as bad. But this article is terrifying. It's alleging that Catherine is abusing her father, who is sick, draining him of money, draining him of money that she goes and uses to, quote, buy drugs. That's these are huge, heavy accusations. OK, it's uh, it's not it's not. And that's the only place I've seen this article. So, you know what I mean? Let's take a look at result. OK, let's see here. It's insanity caring for an elderly an elderly loved one. Girl, preach. It sounds like one thing, but trust me, it's like having an adult newborn. Oh, no, I, I, yeah. Catherine seems like she has trauma. Oh, yeah. Catherine has trauma. They, I, I talked about this on the Patreon. I'm pretty sure, maybe if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. But um, there was an, a, a scene that was cut from last season where it was, I believe it was for Catherine's birthday. They had like a, fortune teller, psychic, whatever, one of those people. And they tapped into Catherine and they were like, oh, like, do you, like you, it, it was like when Sonia had that fortune teller be like, you need some therapy because what I'm picking up here is real dark. And Sonia was like, oh yeah, no, I have my healer. I have my energy person. And then this, the woman goes, no, no, like a team of experts. <laughs> she didn't say that. She's like, no, a professional like a real proper, because whatever she was, it was similar to that with Catherine. Like whatever they were picking up was like, ooh, okay. Which, and I really hate saying this, but doesn't Catherine just have the energy of someone who was sexually abused to some degree as a child? And isn't that a weird thing to say? But in some way, the way she's kind of forever infantilized, forever stuck at a certain younger age, it has that feeling she does and like you root for her but then they go and they do something so egregiously terrible and there's got to be some other diagnoses there too you know because almost like the the shift in personalities that she has the major weight fluctuations like it's maybe a bipolar um the way she would disappear for days like production has stories of just not being able to even find her get a hold of her so um and it's really sad, too, because she can't see her kids now. And then there was the hit and run where no one can figure out if she was actually the driver of the car 
or if someone had borrowed her car, but her car hit another car and left. So, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, let's see what we got here. And children who have had that happen to them often are re-victimized. Exactly. And I think that's sort of what I'm going off of too, which is so awful. I know, but oh my word. Yeah. I doubt, hold on. I doubt they will bring her back though. The liability is so high for her to sue and go scorched earth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hi, Emma. Natasha, I don't know if I've actually said hi to you yet, but hi. Hi, Natasha. I know we all hate Cam, but what about Katy Perry winning that lawsuit against her father-in-law? <laughs> that was so fucking random. And I, I actually, I didn't pay attention to who, like, it, like, why did he suddenly not want the sale? What, like, what was he trying to get more money or something? Like, I don't know, but yeah, that didn't work out. That's how it is here. Girls are treated like princesses from rich families. Is that like in the South? I love Catherine too much to wish for her back. Yeah, no, she should not come back. If she, if if Catherine ever came back to reality television, let's wait a good period of time. Let's wait like five to 10 years and see her in a totally different space because it was just too, like it was anytime Catherine came on screen, I would, I was like at the edge of my seat. Like I was so tense because I was like, what is she going to do? What is she going to say? What is happening? You know what I mean? So Yeah. Okay, what else can I talk about? Let's do let's do another one. Oh wow, we're already at 48 minutes. How does Catherine earn money now? Does she get sponsors for her IG? Wonderful question. I don't know. I don't know. And that's what's scary is she's not necessarily like a viable uh, marketing tool at this point just because she's got so much controversy surrounding her and companies don't love that. Um, but she's, I mean, she's something. She's got to have some sort of, selling power. You know, people do still love her and follow her and listen to her and, st- and, st- and stuff. Not, um, okay. Daddy. Hello. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Do you think Nini will come back to Bravo? Yes, I do. And I knew it. I, I think Kendrick was afraid to go here, but I, I've been saying it for a couple months now. I'm like, she will be back. Bravo forgives. Andy forgives. Nini has to forgive. They're, they were just waiting on her to drop, to drop everything. Um, and maybe they'll, maybe the other requirement will be that she has to have the, the other case dropped too, because, you know, they, it was dismissed without prejudice, which means they could pick it back up again. So maybe that will be the deal, but absolutely. She did that interview with Bethany and, um, she figured out real quick that Bethany is not here for the right reasons. She is not looking out for you at all. Because honestly, if you were really, I said this from the beginning, if you were really trying to create, start a union, you would have a group of you together, group of powerful people in the industry 
working together behind the scenes, coming up with a plan, not just doing these one-off interviews here and there, just trying to go scorched earth because everyone you're dragging into it, everyone you're pulling on your podcast isn't associated with you. And then they realize, oh, do people not really like you? Not like, not like for the reason they don't like me, but like they don't like you because those of us can see what she's doing, you know? Okay, let's see. Did you see the chick who claimed Chris cheated on Candace admitted she made it up? She admitted it? I saw that she claimed that. <gasps> okay, you know what? Is that the same chick who did the interview with What's-Her-Face? Um, what's her name? Tasha? What's her name? The one who does all the, like, shitty interviews? Like, the one who interviewed Will Smith's best friend who walked in on them having sex and stuff? Is that is that – what's her name again? I can't remember. Tasha K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That woman? She's admitted she lied? That woman? <gasps> okay, Tasha just has no credibility. How do people still pay attention? How do people still fucking pay attention to that? She just stop. What's crazy is that she's sued so often. Like, I'm just trying to think of like from a business stand up, like standpoint. Like, I try to stay out of creator drama. I don't, there's plenty going on. And I'm like, I, I, I'm just too sensitive and I'll start crying. I can't do it. Especially if like their people came from me. Uh, I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. It may happen one day. I don't know. But I'm not I'm not going to jump into it. Tasha is over here going like, I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. I'm going to get sued however often I want. And somehow she's generating enough money to cover that overhead. You know, like what? Like I need to get over here. Ooh, Marion, you're right. Giselle, if, if, if that woman who's, who, who is admitting that she lied about cheating, Giselle and Robin need to apologize. You're right, Marion. They do. They need to come out and talk publicly then at least publicly address it. At least that. Cause they're not gonna, they're not They're That actually now I'm going to get mad. When did, can you, when did, um, when did this break? Was that today? Because I'm telling you, if they don't, if they don't come out and say we uh, we were wrong, I'm gonna be mad. I can't believe they let phony Phaedra back after the after the accusations against Candy. I am surprised she still has her law license after that ethics breach. I'm actually shocked Phaedra's still a lawyer too. What, like how? It's like as Candy said, no wonder you're not win winning any cases. Everything was just like something shady. Okay, so today is when that woman came out and said that she did not cheat with with Chris and it was a lie. Ooh, I need Giselle. I need Giselle and Robin to come correct. They won't, but I need them to. Oh, oh, that makes me mad. Because they were, Robin was like, where there's smoke, there's fire. I've seen enough. Oh, have you? Robin is really dumb. Now, you know, I re I had a soft spot for Robin because everyone called her boring. And I was like, I don't know, I find her funny. But um, the last two seasons, I'm having the hardest time finding her funny. Like, girl. She said she never met him. It was complete BS. Oh, you guys. Oh, okay. Then what did Robin see that she said she's seen enough? What did you see, Robin? What did you see? Tell. Please tell. Because it's not like she's going to be good at deciphering truth from, from lies because she believes one. She believes one with that story. 
You know what I mean? Robin lies about Juan and Giselle just lies. So what do you predict is the truth about Juan yelling at Giselle? Oh, um, there's a, is that a, is that from a preview? I only I think I vaguely know what you're talking about because I try not to watch the previews because I get really annoyed by previews because I think they just like fuck up the flow of the episode. But I it was Giselle saying off camera that this occurred. No idea. No, no idea. No idea. No idea why. I haven't liked Robin from the first episode. She gives a vibe of untruths. Yeah, Robin's perception isn't exactly accurate. Yeah. It's from the preview. Saw it on Queens of Bravo. Yeah, I didn't I didn't totally watch it, but is it that she, that Giselle says that Juan was yelling at her, but we don't see it, right? We don't see, um, we don't see it ourselves. It's just word of mouth. Hmm. Well, I actually think, maybe this is me just getting excited. I think I can see Juan yelling at Giselle because I think Juan has no respect for anybody and is going to be like that guy that would intimidate. Um, I really, really want Giselle to fully flip and like keep pissing off Robin like she's doing and keep pissing off Juan. So in my, in my dream scenario, that's uh, that it. it's all happening like that. And then maybe throughout this season, we're going to see a huge rift between Giselle and Robin, but that's not going to happen. Is it because they're all there? I saw them at BravoCon. They're everywhere being like, we're still besties, but I think it's, it's in their best interest to stay besties. Isn't it? Like if they suddenly were to separate, what, what are they going to do then? They've, they've alienated everybody else and pissed everybody off. So you know what I mean? Robin is a liar and would love to see Giselle without her. Yeah, I'm very curious if they're powerful without the other, you know? Robin should be honest about her arrangement with Juan or be off the show. I know. It, this. I was really looking forward to her coming correct. At the panel, they said that she she does answer the questions. Maybe it's not necessarily like to our liking or others liking, but I don't know. I still... I'm from what I'm seeing so far, it's a bunch of bullshit what she's bringing, what she's admitting, you know. And Juan is just defensive and mean and cold and a dick. He's just a dick. That's what it feels like. He's just a dick, you know. Fuck that guy. Juan reminds me of Ralph. Ooh, Christine, that's a big statement right there. That's a big statement. Ralph may still be. I was going to say Ralph may be worse, but there's still time. There's still time. Giselle is to Robin as Kyle is to Teddy. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I can still stand to at least look at one. But that Ralph, I agree with you. Ralph, Ralph is not, he doesn't do it for me at all. And at least Juan does a little bit. But Giselle ekes a little past Robin because of her daughters. Yep, that's very true. Although Robin's boys are really, really cute. No, Ralph is the worst of the worst. All right, let's do one more. I keep saying one more. Two hours later. One more, guys. Been here forever. Let's do one more thing that I should cover and chat with, and then I'll wrap us up. No, nothing? Okay, love that. If we don't have anything, then I'm going to wrap it up. 
as always, this has been fun. Next week, next Friday, Kendrick is joining. If I can figure out how to bring him into a live. <laughs> I'm hoping I can, I'm hoping it's not hard. Um, but yes, Kendrick will be joining next week. So look forward to that. All right, guys. Well, I love you. I mean it. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.